Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Liverpool Junkie Podcast Show. I'm your host Poovan and in this episode I will be giving a full news roundup of the Reds' impressive victory against Leeds United on Sunday midnight with a 3-0 scoreline as well as last night's Champions League comeback victory against AC Milan on Thursday night. So without further ado, let's get started guys. to take this time to remind you my fellow listeners to like share and subscribe to my youtube page don't forget to click on the bell icon for notifications and you can also access my podcast episode via spotify and do follow my podcast for upcoming episodes i've also opened a new instagram account for my podcast show as well with a facebook page as well do head on over to follow the page for latest updates and team news so my fellow listeners welcome back to the liverpool junkie podcast show and especially for today's episode my apologies for not doing a subsequent episode after the match against leeds united i wasn't really feeling too well probably it's because of the second dose of vaccine that i have already uh, gotten from the um, healthcare so coming into the quick roundup for Leeds United and Liverpool it was a, a impressive victory for the Reds uh, three goals we scored three goals goals coming in from uh, Mohamed Salah in the 20th minute Fabinho in the 50th minute and Sadio Mane right at the end of the uh, match which was 90 plus uh, on injury time so he finally got his goal assist was coming in from uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold for the first goal for Mohamed Salah and on the final goal uh, which was the third one from Sadio Mane it was an assist from Thiago Alcantara so uh, one of the highlight of the match was especially the uh, red card for Pascal strike so uh, and also the unfortunate uh, accident and injury to our young playmaker Javi Elliott um, definitely uh, it was a very very horrific injury and uh, one which was a cause for concern because um, I think all the Liverpool fans have uh, witnessed the tackle from behind from Pascal Strike. Um, we know that his intentions were purely to go for the ball and not for the leg but um, he did tackle Harvey Elliott if you look at it but um, apparently when Harvey Elliott fell down to the ground uh, he got his ankle dislocated because his ankle was uh, the location of his ankle where it got dislocated was actually below it was when Pascal Stroik actually tackled Harvey Elliott and uh, his leg was below Pascal Stroik when the tackle happened so that's where the dislocation to his ankle actually uh, you know it actually happened so uh, definitely not a very a good sight to behold despite the victory um, Harvey Elliott was absolutely balling in the game for the past uh, 50 odd minutes before he was uh, substituted for this match and then uh, I think uh, uh, 
I think it was Jordan Henderson who came on for Harvey Elliott at that point. Uh, we led the match in the halftime. We led it in 1-0 uh, after the goal from Ahmad Salah. So uh, another record has been broken by our Egyptian king as well. He has finally scored his 100th uh, Premier League goal uh, and he's also the fifth fifth fastest player in the Premier League to score 100 goals in the Premier League so it was definitely a momentous occasion for Mohamed Salah as well uh, and also for the team um, I think he is definitely proving to be the best attacker in the Premier League since his arrival in 2018-2019 season. So, coming into that, uh, looking at the post-match uh, statistics, let's just have a quick uh, look ahead. So, uh, in terms of possession, Liverpool were dominating the match in terms of possession. They had 55.9% possession compared to Leeds United's 44.1%. Uh, Leeds United had uh, four shots on target, whereas Liverpool had nine uh, shots coming in from Mohamed Salah. We also had a shot from Diego Jota and countless, countless shots from Sadio Mane before he could actually finally get his uh, one goal that he was so craving for uh, for the whole whole of 90 minutes he didn't stop continuing his hard work and he finally got the goal and then in terms of uh, collectively the shots taken by Liverpool was 30 compared to Leeds United's 9 Leeds United had 592 touches on the ball compared to Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool had more. Uh, they had 720 touches to the ball. And also they had 524 passes, whereas Leeds United had 404. So uh, in terms of um, choosing the player of the match, I think if Harvey Elliott would have survived that horror tackle from Pascal Stroik, uh, I think it could have gone to Harvey Elliott, but then in overall fairness, I would say Fabinho was absolutely instrumental in our 3-0 victory. Um, thankfully, his mind was in the right place after the passing of his father. He came in, he scored a goal, and I definitely know that, uh, I think all of us know that uh, the goal that he scored, it was definitely dedicated to the um, to his late father. Uh, definitely, it could do wonders for him, scoring the goal after the corner from uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Uh, for me, he was the man of the match. Uh, he was definitely dominating possession, dominating uh, the rest of the other midfielders for Leeds United. Uh, he had, I think he had as many as three or four tackles that he was doing. Uh, everything clean tackles. He had, he, he dispossessed Leeds United's midfielders from the ball. Uh, definitely very, very aggressive in the, um, in the sixth position. Sorry, in the five position, uh, never let never let up in the first half as well. Despite the early lapse in concentration, where they could have, uh, where Leeds United Leeds United could have scored a goal. So, all in all, it was a great performance from the Reds, and it was absolutely impressive from Fabinho as well. He was definitely doing uh, his part, and he did it well. So, just a quick roundup in terms of uh, injury news after the Leeds United uh, match roundup. So, the only injury concerns we have right now is uh, the likes of Roberto Firmino, who had a hamstring injury uh, in the match against uh, Burnley. Uh, he still hasn't recovered yet and still yet to join training with his teammates 
in the XR training center so he's still recovering from his ankle injury and the most significant injury was to Harvey Elliott who uh, dislocated his ankle he had his uh, surgery just yesterday uh, also sent a message and sent a tweet to his fans saying that uh, sent to all the Liverpool fans saying that uh, thank you very much for the love and support uh, it was a very very class act from Harvey Elliott as well to uh, communicate with Pascal Stroike of Leeds United who, uh, who apparently tackled Harvey Elliott and he said that the red card that was shown by the referee towards him was uh, unfair uh, it was definitely a freak accident it should not have happened that way uh, it was the tackle was done in terms of uh, sportsmanship and it was not to hurt anyone but i felt personally to myself as well in all fairness that a red card was a little bit harsh for the player uh, i think the referee actually made the decision looking that it was a um, you know the tackle had led to an injury so he had no choice but to give him a red card but uh, the referee could have made a better decision and just you know flash a yellow card instead and give him a very stern warning but uh, shit happens you know uh, we've seen this kind of injury happen to the legs of uh, Jack Wilshire in Arsenal where many years ago and we also seen this happen two years ago against uh, Andre Gomez from Everton when Son tackled him from behind it was apparently it looked almost the same so it it didn't you know it was a freak accident it should not have happened but instead it did but uh, hopefully Harvey Elliott can return from his injury and definitely he can go back into rehabilitation and back to into his best form uh, and hopefully starting for us back again in a few matches because he was absolutely balling in this uh, match against Leeds United he could have scored in the first half uh, but uh, you know with the likes of Ailing uh, who's the lead centre-back so they managed to get a block on his shot but he was absolutely balling in the midfield together with the likes of uh, Fabinho and Thiago as well so he's doing really well and you can't say anything wrong to him in terms of his performance but unfortunately the injury injury happened so uh, hopefully he gets well soon and comes back in fine form to rehabilitate himself and join us back in the match day squads so guys let's jump into the champions league group stage uh, match day roundup of the reds memorable win against ac milan with a 3-2 victory on a full capacity and feel proud so uh, Jürgen Klopp's men were looking to kick on after their dominant 3-0 victory at Leeds United last weekend and with uh, AC Milan making the trip to Merseyside so we actually made a flying start in this match and we took the lead through a Fikayo Tomori own goal in the ninth minute but then uh, towards uh, the 10 minute 15 minute mark uh, Liverpool actually got a penalty after uh, a shot that was blocked uh, a shot that was actually made by uh, Andrew Robertson it got deflected and apparently we had um, a penalty given to us 
so when uh, Mo Salah stepped up to take the penalty actually the penalty got saved by Mike Nunn uh, who is the AC Milan goalkeeper and then on the rebound shot uh, Jota actually tried to head it home and it was saved again by Mike Nunn as well then it went for a corner so uh, almost towards the end of the first half then from nowhere the Reds found themselves behind at half time uh, as Ante Rebic uh, scored one and then uh, a minute after scoring the equalizing goal uh, Brahim Diaz the attacking midfielder of Milan uh, he actually scored a second goal and put AC Milan 2-1 up uh, by the end of the first half then uh, come the second half uh, we saw a stunning uh, change and a stunning uh, atmosphere of Anfield actually uh, injected some passion the, the fans actually injected injected some passion towards the liverpool players uh, and uh, we saw salah equalize uh, uh, from a fantastic lob pass from divok origi i think in terms of uh, lineups i think it was very very uh, not very surprising but then it was what you would ex expect from jürgen klopp as well looking at the match fixtures that are up and coming in these next four weeks so I felt uh, not only me and I think uh, a lot of the Reds fans felt that uh, there were rotations going to be made in certain positions especially in midfield but uh, we were also I was also thinking that uh, Van Dijk would start this match against uh, AC Milan but apparently uh, Klopp uh, chose to uh, give a first start for Joe Gomez a long awaited uh, uh, return for Joe Gomez into the Liverpool first team so he's got his first start in as many days uh, out due to injury so he was back um, he did have a few bloopers not bloopers he did have a, a slight lapse in concentration in the uh, equalizing goal from uh, Ante Rebic for AC Milan and also in the second one where uh, Joel Matip actually missed the uh, ball control and then uh, Ante Rebic was actually open to pass it to Brahim Diaz. He actually tried to shoot but then Andrew Robertson actually blocked it and then Brahim Diaz just tapped it in to make it 2-1 in the end of the first half. So coming into the second half then Salah equalized with a fantastic lob pass from Divock Origi. Uh, not everyone was expecting Divock Origi to start this game but uh, apparently Klopp decided to give the go-ahead to let Divock Origi start in this match. Fair to fair play to Divock, uh, he did really well. Uh, he was trying to be a constant menace, trying to play from the right wing, trying to play centrally, uh, always trying to switch spaces with uh, Diogo Jota, trying to make sure that Diogo Jota plays the forward position, and then he was swapping uh, here and there, uh, definitely trying to get the ball up from midfield all the way to the attacking third. Uh, I think he did well in terms of equalizing, uh, getting the equalizing goal. Uh, trying to provide for more Salah. Uh, the pass actually came from Fabinho and then to Henderson. And then when Salah wanted to play the 1-2 with uh, Divock, he, he passed the ball and then he actually did like a lob pass uh, on top of the AC Milan defenders and then it fell perfectly to Mo Salah and then he just tapped it in with his left foot and we equalized the game in 2-2. So the game was absolutely poised. Um, it was going down to the wire and then uh, 
who would you expect to score the winning goal none other none other than our captain marvel jordan henderson to actually score a fantastic stunning rocket strike to uh, secure the victory for us in a fantastic comeback victory for us against ac milan so that was a fantastic shot um and then we held on for a big victory as they played out another classic with milan so every time we play with ac milan it's always been a classic match uh, even though we've met them in the finals even in the finals it was a very very classic match as well so it was a fantastic victory for us at anfield to cap off a stunning win uh, to start off our champions league campaign in our group so in terms of group standings uh, we are actually top the group uh, with three points and then we have the likes of atletico madrid on second place and porto on third place apparently the match between atletico and porto it held out to a 1-1 draw so one point each for atletico madrid and porto and on the fourth place is ac milan with zero points so that's about it so guys coming into analyzing on how the rotation took place and how did it work for Jurgen Klopp against uh, AC Milan to get the victory in the Champions League so uh, I think a lot of the Reds were expecting for a strong lineup um, you know on paper so a lot of the Reds would have expected the likes of Fabinho, K- uh, Fabinho uh, Jordan Henderson and also um, Thiago Alcantara to actually start the match against Milan but apparently Jurgen Klopp had other plans he felt that rotation was necessary in the midfield and in the defense as well I think the whole team uh, as a whole looking at the team uh, he felt that rotation was necessary looking at the number of fixtures that the Reds would be playing so uh, looking at the changes that he made I think he made four changes and then we saw the likes of Joe Gomez in uh, the centre-back position Divo Karigi starting in the attacking position Nabi Keita and Jordan Henderson playing in the midfield position as well so uh, they came in for the likes of uh, Virgil van Dijk, Sadio Mane and also Thiago and the injured Harvey Elliott being dropped out so um, it made a lot of sense to do some rotation so for Gomez and Divock Rigi the night brought a first start of the season with the centre-backs inclusion ending a run of four sec- consecutive games with a Van Dyke and Joel Mati pairing so we are currently on a stretch of seven games in 21 days so I think looking at that club had to make the uh, rotation so and speaking in his post-match press conference as well I think Klopp hinted that more changes are yet to come as well for some of the positions so um, we would have seen the likes of Van Dyke uh, warming up in the match so I think a lot of the questions coming in from the press and also from the fans is like why isn't uh, Van Dyke playing so his answer was it's just to be sensible in these kind of moments we have these three boys in the last line who all came back from long-term injuries that means uh, Van Dyke, Joel Matip and uh, Joe Gomez so Klopp is uh, looking to manage that as well so that it's totally fine for me as long as we have gotten the victory so there were a few moments, scary moments against AC Milan in, the, in this particular match. But other than that, I think Joe Gomez was still solid at the back with uh, Joel Matip, despite uh, Van Dijk being on the bench. So all in all, we still got a fantastic victory and a memorable one since it's a comeback victory. 
So our ranks are arguably deepest in midfield when you look at the rotation. So we have the likes of Henderson, Thiago, Fabinho, Harvey Elliott, uh, Nabi Keita, James Milner and Oxley Chamberlain. And all of them have already started games this season. And then Curtis Jones also came in at the end of the uh, match in the second half. And then he also made his appearance uh, in this match as well. So. The highest number of games any of those midfielders have started so far is three with Fabinho, Henderson, Nabi Keita and Javi Elliott the most used while Thiago, uh, Milner and Oxley Chamberlain have managed just one match each. So for Liverpool now it's like simply a case of just ensuring the engine room is as fit as possible with two changes for the clash with AC Milan reflective upon this approach that's how I feel and the others of, of course then there were not big changes then like with the likes of Nabi Keita he started already two or three games this season uh, Hendo didn't start the last game so it was kind of clear that he would start then they played uh, a fantastic game as well Nabi Keita also was absolutely balling against AC Milan so no problem there uh, Fabinho then as usual being a, uh, a defensive midfielder and being a rock at the back with the likes of Matip and Joe Gomez so his presence was absolutely necessary so all in all it was still a good rotation done um, we are still I think a lot of the fans are just making want to make sure that we always field our best possible side against every single team that we play but we also need to think about the welfare of the players we also have to think about the injury concerns of the players as well you know looking at the lives of like Minamino just coming back from injury and then uh, he might have certain instances where injuries might happen to Mani or injuries might happen to any of the uh, top players in the club so rotation is necessary because a lot of the big teams are doing it so i feel that it is also necessary for our team to actually uh, utilize the players and utilize the depth of players that we have for a lot of the matches that are coming up so i think it's absolutely necessary so trying to finish up with the likes of the rotation which was being done against AC Milan so um, trying to end it so only three players have started all five of Liverpool's games so far this season which is Alisson, Trent and Mohamed Salah and uh, we also rested Mani for this game so he only came on in the second half so you know with the ever present list so there was also genuine surprise among the fans as well with uh, Origi's name being revealed on the team sheet absolutely fine uh, he played a good game as well um, but Klopp was quick to defend his striker he also produced a solid display despite the circumstances because in the second half Tivok uh, uh, went down I think due to muscle strain or something like that but I think it's uh, fair play to him because um, there was a lot of games that he didn't even feature for us I mean come to this part of the season so he never really played for us so um, he was absolutely working hard trying to get on the ball trying to attack trying to pressure the defense of AC Milan so in all sense he did fine to be honest so there's no problem there so guys uh, coming into the final uh, roundup is going to be the match preview for Liverpool versus Crystal Palace on Saturday 
also um, uh, Jurgen Klopp's men now uh, have followed up last week's week. Uh, sorry, last weekend's win at Leeds United with a highly entertaining 3-2 victory against AC Milan in the Champions League. So up next for us is the visit of Crystal Palace uh, to Anfield with the Eagles causing plenty of misery for them in years gone by. Uh, Patrick Vieira currently is now in charge after replacing Roy Hawkson and they outlined their threat with a 3-0 victory over Tottenham last time round um, but I think the victory over Tottenham with the 3-0 victory I think it only came after the red card for Tanganga in the second half so uh, they were also struggling as well because there, there was action on both ends of the pitch between uh, Tottenham and uh, uh, Crystal Palace. So uh, because of the red card, I think that is how uh, eventually the tables had turned and then uh, the decision favoured Crystal Palace and then they managed to score three goals. So uh, I don't think my team is going to get any red cards for this match so i'm definitely hoping for a nice comfortable victory against crystal palace uh, we have beaten them uh, really well uh, last season and the season before that and uh, looking to secure another victory so that we can keep the pressure at the top so looking into the uh, match between crystal palace so there are three important players for crystal palace and i view them as important players for them and a, quite a threat for us as well so they have the likes of anderson who is a man uh, who is pivotal for patrick vieras uh, new look side in crystal palace uh, he has the leadership and he has the defensive ability and passing range which is essential for a side looking to play out from the back which is how uh, crystal palace are are always uh, that is how their game plan always is so at the same time another player that who is an important player for crystal palace and that we have to look out for is gallagher uh, he brings like uh, he has this kind of energy uh, kind of like a dogged energy to the midfield and he plays like a box-to-box midfielder so uh, it was very apparent in the in the match against uh, spurs at uh, selhurst park that uh, he was kind of like the catalyst that um you know made crystal palace to go all out in attack mode when uh, even before the red card and after the red card so you could have seen his the energy that he was trying to uh, bring into the crystal palace side after uh, the red card so and then finally it was this otsoni edward so he actually scored to two goals in 10 minutes when he had his cameo against uh, the Spurs uh, after uh, Spurs received the red card and uh, definitely a threat Uh, we need to look out for him as well Um, I feel that uh, with the likes of Virgil van Dijk coming back into the side for this match uh, I feel uh, that um, his chance would be limited because of the presence of Virgil van Dijk and also Joel Matib in defense and also with the likes of uh, Fabinho as well so I definitely look at them uh, creating lesser chances in this match that is what that is my personal opinion um, I and I do feel that we can uh, they can pose less threat to us uh, with the presence that we have in midfield and in defense 
सो गाइज सम की इनसाइट्स इन टू लिवरपुल वर्सेज क्रिस्टल पैलेस सो लिवरपुल हैव वन दियर लास्ट एट प्रेमियर लीग गेम्स अगेंस्ट क्रिस्टल पैलेस स्कोरिंग ट्वेंटी फोर गोल्स एंड कॉन्सिडिंग जस्ट फाइव विच इज़ अ फैंटेस्टिक रेकॉर्ड कमिंग इन टू दिस सीजन एंड अनादर वन इज आफ्टर विनिंग थ्री कंसेक्यूटिव प्रेमियर लीग अवे गेम्स अगेंस्ट लिवरपुल बिटवीन lost each of their last four visits to Anfield in the competition so that is why i am high definitely looking for liverpool to win this match comfortably uh, definitely with the likes of sadio mane who has been uh, constantly been a threat to crystal palace over the years he's been at liverpool uh, definitely looking for him to score uh, definitely looking to see sadio mane get his groove back on um and also another key insight is liverpool are on the longest current league unbeaten run in the top 4 years of english football going football uh, going 14 league games without defeat since a 1-0 home loss against fulham in march uh, we had uh, 11 wins and 3 draws so another key insight i can say is crystal palace earned their first premier league win of the season against tottenham last time out so far under patrick vieira in this term the average starting place for the eagles opponents in the premier league has been third with liverpool also starting the day of this match in third position in the table so uh, definitely looking to get a victory from here um I am hoping for a change of results in terms of the top 3 teams in the table uh, but all in all I'm definitely looking forward to the challenge I embrace the challenge that uh, the other teams are bringing on um I highly unlikely you could see them uh, lose any matches at this point looking at their current form so another final key insight that I can give is that Liverpool have had more shots than any other Premier League side this season with 100 uh, they are 30 attempts against Leeds United last time out brought up to their 100 making them just the second side since 2003 and 2004 to have 100 plus shots in their first four games of a season after Chelsea in 2009 10 which was 109 shots so uh, definitely looking for a interesting matchup between uh, Liverpool against Crystal Palace uh, full capacity and full crowd yet again in a Barclays Premier League match uh, let's go guys um, hopefully we can get uh, three points and hopefully keep the pressure at the top in the Barclays Premier League So guys looking at the form between the two uh, teams uh, Liverpool's Premier League form is uh, still intact still good uh, with uh one uh, sorry three wins and one draw in the premier league and in terms of all the competitions we have four wins and one draw in five matches so still a good uh, stat uh, in terms of premier league form and uh, all competitions uh, are concerned uh, we can still do better uh, we can still improve still be better in what we do as for crystal palace it's not so overwhelming as you can see so their league form is uh, the in in the premier league they have lost one drawn two and won one match uh, which is the uh, spurs game uh, in terms of all the competitions they have lost two draw two and won one uh, won one match so uh, that is all in terms of forms for these both teams so guys in terms of uh, match score prediction i would predict the, uh, liverpool to secure a 2-0 victory against crystal palace that would be a fair 
result for me uh, so crystal palace will, crystal palace should certainly have a more clinical edge on the attacking front going forwards with uh, the likes of edward uh, wilfred zaha as well forgot i forgot to mention earlier and also connor gallagher all proving themselves all worthy sources of goals under uh, Patrick Vieira's uh, management. As impressive as their win over Spurs was, facing an 11-man Liverpool side could prove a step too far. So um, that's what I'm trying to say. So it's going to be a tough task for Crystal Palace to actually break into our back four. Uh, looking at the li- looking at the team that we are going to set up, I know definitely Klopp is going to set up the best pot- best possible squad for this match. Uh, definitely uh, with the return of Van Dijk into the back four, uh, Thiago Alcantara most probably making the start against uh, Crystal Palace on uh, tomorrow. Uh, also looking at the likes of Jordan Henderson also to start in the midfield position as well uh, in terms of attacking uh, I would definitely see the front three uh, as Sadio Mane Diogo Jota and Mohamed Salah uh, props I mean Divock Origi has justified his performances against AC Milan but then with that being said I still do feel that uh, I would want to uh, put my strongest players and uh, players who have the attributes to actually um, uh, keep up with the tempo and keep up with the pace and also try to score some uh, goals for us as well so i'm definitely looking at jota money and salah in the attacking position uh, i would definitely keep divok origi in the sub uh, substitutes bench as well um, we also would see the return of Takumi Minamino in the uh, match day squad as well. Uh, definitely would be a an option for Jurgen Klopp in the substitute bench as well. So that is my prediction. A 2-0 victory against Crystal Palace in Enfield for the Barclays Premier League match on Saturday night. So guys, uh, we have come to the end of my podcast episode. So thank you very much for taking your time to listen to my podcast episode uh do definitely do like share and subscribe to my youtube page uh, i've also opened up a spotify channel as well do head on over there to listen to all my past episodes and also for my current and upcoming episodes as well i've also opened a instagram page and facebook page as well do head on over to like and follow my pages for upcoming episodes and team news so guys with that being said signing off your liverpool junkie poen uh, stay safe i uh, hope you guys are having a boss day after the victory against ac milan i know the whole uh, liverpool fan base is buzzing right now hopefully we can keep up with this form take care guys till the next episode signing off your host poen and you'll never walk alone guys take care